Yo, 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 what it do, what it do. It's your boy, Yellow the Poet, and I am here with Mrs. Shannon Russell. She has definitely been a television producer, entrepreneur, career coach. Oh, my goodness. You name it, there's a few things that she has actually done. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mrs. Russell, I am looking forward to this interview today. I feel like you have a very interesting story, and a lot of women can actually learn from it. I'm all for the women's empowerment. I think that there's not enough of it being appreciated. I won't say there's not enough going around, but I'll say there is not, not enough of it being appreciated. And <clears throat> this is one of the things that I want to be able to reach out to my audience and let them see that there is a male figure out here that actually wants to see women's empowerment make its name for itself because it's well-deserved all the women i don't care what ethnicity you are what background you are women's empowerment needs to be in the forefront no doubt so please miss russell tell us more about you and what you do well oh, thank you yellow and i appreciate that you are so supportive of women's empowerment and just getting our voices out there so that means so much and thank you for letting me share just my small story with your audience um <laughs> But yeah, so I, I started my career, I always had a fascination with television and just wanted to be in California was my dream of working in TV. And I ended up working in TV in New York and then moving to Los Angeles, had my dream job um, producing different television shows from reality TV to entertainment news to just kind of all over. Um, and did that for about 16 years. And then it was when I had, I got married, I had my first baby and we were in LA living like LA is a bubble. You know, everyone's <laughs> LA is a bubble. People go out seven nights a week. It's all about the industry and networking. And then you have a baby and you're the first in your group of friends and everything changes. Yeah. Um, Yes. <laughs> and it was it was a big rude awakening for my husband and I and my husband's a producer as well and we were like okay where are our friends where did everyone go and it was a very lonely time and six months later we moved to the east coast to be near my family because we just wanted that support you know that support system which we just didn't feel like we had in Los Angeles at the time and so we moved back trying to, you know, start our careers back in New York City, which was easy for me because I started out there. So I went back to MTV, which is where I got my start, uh -huh. um, was working in the city, commuting two hours each way to our home in the suburbs in New Jersey. And it wasn't until I had my second son or I was pregnant with my second son that I was running through the Times Square subway station in high heels, pregnant, trying to get the bus to get back into New Jersey to pick up my almost three-year-old that I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is too much for me, too much stress, too much pressure. You know, my husband's working late, but as the woman, we're always the ones to say, okay, well, we'll leave work early. We'll go get the kids. Or at least in my situation, it was that way. Yes. Um, and that was kind of one of my, uh, my first aha moment of I don't want to do this anymore and something needs to change because all of a sudden I realized, the dream job I had was still wonderful and I loved it, but it wasn't my dream anymore. I think I, it pivoted where I didn't care about interviewing the celebrities anymore and doing my work. 
I wanted to concentrate on being a mom and being a present mom that was there and, and wasn't, you know, like just all frazzled running back and forth. Um, so when I was on maternity leave, my show was canceled. And I took that as a sign that, okay, this is the time instead of going back and finding another show to produce, mm-hmm. let's figure out what else I can do. Um, and that's when I made my pivot. Mm-hmm. I actually did a lot of wrong things at first. I like jumped into a master's degree program to be a teacher, realized thousands and thousands of dollars later that that was not what I wanted. Um, I took a nine to five job at a really toxic office environment that was just not me. Uh Um, So did all the wrong things and then decided, you know what, I'm going to produce my own life for a change and I'm going to open a small business. Uh And that's what I did. I opened a small business that really changed everything for me. I realized I could use my television skills and use those skills in producing a business in my community, which allowed me to have time to be near my kids. So that was kind of my first pivot into something outside of TV, which then led me to becoming a career coach and trying to empower other women to find what fills them up at, um, at different levels of, in their life. Awesome. Because we can awesome. change. Yeah. That is so awesome. Oh my goodness. So you were stating that you were doing all the wrong things for a while there. What did you learn from those wrong things that helped to guide you in the direction that you're in now? I think for me, it was really feeling like, okay, what should I be doing? Not what do I want to do? What should I be doing? And I was like, okay, well, I need to provide for my family. I need to be close for my kids. So, oh, let me take this nine to five office job that a friend recommended that was marketing it wasn't television but I was like oh similar enough like let me try it it was not for me I just was used to running around being on set you know just being creative and this was very stifling environment Mm -hmm. and it was I was miserable and I realized it wasn't for me so trying to put yourself into a box just because it's you know filling up the paycheck and the kids and the other things it has to also fill you up Um, So I learned that. And then with the master's degree program, I realized, hey, I can work towards anything and do something like I love learning, I can do it. But at the end of the day, being a teacher was not my life's calling. So I guess I learned to try different things. But you know what I should have done. And now as a career coach, I work with my clients on this is that before you jump into a million different things you think you should be doing, let's focus on the skills you have from the past who you are and what you want, what, what are your priorities, what are your non-negotiables that you are, are not willing to change, and then build a life around that. Mm-hmm. So I think I just did it kind of in a reverse order, but, um, you know, <laughs> great lessons learned that really are helping me today. Yes, yes, indeed. I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. So what are some of, I would say, what are two of the, first things that you encounter when coaching others to be better with their lives? What are some of the first two things that you encounter that most of them have in common? (laughs) Well, a lot of my clients don't know where to start. They, and a lot of my clients, I mainly target women in their, you know, early thirties, forties, you know, kind of in that part of our lives where things change, you know, where, we had our first round, we, we get our degree, we graduate, and we're like, okay, great, this is what we want to do. And then you realize, oh, things are 
<laughs> life is changing. I'm not sure anymore. So that's kind of my target audience. And a lot of them don't know what they know they're not happy and they don't know what they want to do. Okay. So it's really taking all of the ideas that run around in our heads and focusing to say, okay, well, let's examine this one. Does this one work for you? You know, really narrow things down because there's so many ideas of what we could do yes. and which is great. Multi-passionate, right? Everybody, you know, we have lots of love. So what can sustain a career, a job and happiness and, and yes. fill all the boxes. And then I think the other one is wanting it now. Like right now, I want to walk into the boss's office, say I quit and start over. And that's awesome. We all have that dream of doing that Jerry Maguire style, you know, just go in and, and I'm leaving. But I like to say learn and leap. So let's, um, you know, especially if you have a job, if you have a paycheck coming in, like use that to your advantage. So you're working and while you're working, right, start to think about your plans. So learn about what it is you might want to do and and work towards it that way. So really, a lot of my clients just have a million ideas and then they want to jump and start right now. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So um, in your experiences. (laughs) In your experiences, are there things that um you've learned now that would help you to be able to show someone else how to maneuver or how to make a decision a little bit sooner about what they want to do with their life or what they should do with their lives versus what they're doing now Well, I I always like to say that our identity isn't wrapped up in our career, right? Like it's a part of our career. And a lot of people, and I felt felt this way too, and you might have experienced this at some point in your life as well, is that, well, I'm this, so how do I change? And who am I if I leave? For me, it was, who am I if I leave television? Like, I don't know anything else. And it's first just trying to, to realize that you are so much more than your career that's a part of you mm-hmm. and we're taking those skills and that experience and adding it to our resume of what we can do next yes. so really just looking at what you can do what are all those ideas in your head let's let's narrow those down and cross them off and really focus in on the ones that might work and what skills do we have that can work in that new field uh, for me, I really didn't know what I could do outside of television because it's such a niche kind of industry. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I opened a small business, I realized I could use my writing skills from writing television copy to writing promotional material to promote my company. I could use my management and production, you know, being a producer, overseeing, you know, a team and growing an idea into fruition to growing a team in my business and, you know, pushing our, you know, services out into the community. So there were different things that I learned about myself that I could do. And I I hope that people can learn that they have so much more in this one industry that can be transferred to a new, a new one. That is awesome. That is so awesome. So some of the things that you do now, if you look back when you were younger, like say maybe teenagers and things of that nature, do you see how that actually fits in your life? And if so, how so? 
when I, well, when I was a teenager now, like looking back, my, one of my first jobs was working with my grandfather at his small business that he started in retirement. It was a little, we called it a luncheonette in the middle of a golf course. So the golfers would come off, they'd get a cup of coffee. And so I worked with him and kind of saw him running this business. And it truly wasn't something that I realized had an impact on myself until now in adulthood when I now own two businesses. And it's funny, I, I think back, like I wish he was here so I could talk to him and 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 get his advice and you know I, I try to tailor my businesses around how he was with his customers uh-huh. he was so um he was just the reason people came to get the coffee and the donuts you know he it wasn't the food it was him and his conversation yes. so I really you know make both of my businesses are customer facing and service oriented and I try to make it that you know I am that friendly face and my team are those you know friendly friendly people that are there to talk to our customers. So, so I guess as a teenager, I was so wrapped up in Hollywood, Hollywood, I want to be in TV, but I guess in the back of my mind, there was this admiration I had for my grandfather and what he was doing that, that really played a bigger role than I think I knew. And now um, it all kind of comes together, which is really cool to think about years later. That is, that is cool. <laughs> I like stuff like that. That is really cool. <laughs> right? Like what we, we don't realize we're learning when we're younger that really impacts that's, us now. That's true. That is so <laughs> true. <laughs> so if you were to um, take away a message from your grandfather right now, him looking down on you and seeing what you're doing today, what do you think his message would be to you? You know what? Part of me wants to say that he's going to say, I told you so, you know, because I was that black sheep. I was the, the first one to go to college in my family. And I was the, the first one to leave the state, like everyone else in my family is in this one town. And I was like, I'm going as far away as I can. And then I moved all across the country to Los Angeles. So he was always so supportive and continued to be forever. But I feel like now he might be like, see, you could have stayed and created this business and been close to us. So I, I feel like he's saying that in a loving, like laughing, teasing me kind of manner like he did. <laughs> and I would love it. I would love to know that he's doing that. <laughs> That's cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> see, I, I too was raised by, I was raised by my grandmother and my grandmother she has always been very supportive of everything that I've done. And I'm proud of it. I've learned a lot from her. Um, she didn't necessarily have a business, but she had a hustle about her. And she would teach us, me and my cousins, because we all pretty much grew up in the same household, how to get our hustle on, to stay motivated, and to never let anything really distract you from doing what you need to do in order to be a survivor. So to this day, I actually take those things and I run with that because taking care of a family, trying to work, trying to do my podcast, trying to build it up to be international. It's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. (laughs) Not at all. It's something that I love to do and I will not change it for the world. I just won't. (laughs) And, and you know what, that was her business. If you think about it, her business was raising you and your cousins to be the people that you are today. That's, that's such a testament to her. And, and the fact that you're still living that way now, you know, that, yes. that's really cool. Yes. 
Yes, indeed. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. So if you were to compare personalities, what do you say the personality of the people who you talk to now versus the people who you talk to that were celebrities or that were in the corporate life? What do you say? Would you say the personalities were different? Were there some comparisons? What do you say about those? <laughs> oh, way different. I would say that would be my first answer, just simply because I think when you are a celebrity, um, you know, you've already done the hustle. You've already worked hard to get to where you are. So things are a little bit more, I don't want to say easy because life is never easy for any of us, but, <laughs> but, you know, established maybe. Yes. Um, so they're a little bit more confident. They're more established. Um, and you know what, like my clients that I deal with now, they might be established and confident in their current career, but they know that something's not right in their heart and they have a passion of wanting to start a business or, you know, change careers completely. So things are a little bit more unsure and they're a little bit more vulnerable. So I think in that sense, you know, it's that needing that assistance where celebrities are a little set in their ways. They just need the attention, right? They just need, <laughs> they just need someone to chat with them and take care of them. But, um, but, you know, client, you know, women who really want to make that pivot in their lives, they just need someone to hold their hand and give advice and listen and, yes. and help them get there. Yes. and achieve that goal that dream that's that is awesome i love it <laughs> i love it so <laughs> love the celebrities the, though they're great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely you know i i commend them for doing the things that they did to become successful in their lives i mean there's there's really not much you can really say or do as far as the celebrities are concerned just continue to support them watch them whatever, you know, people do to make them happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, <not> <laughs> exactly. Good for them. <laughs> so what are some of the the key things, um, some of the steps that you take in helping these women to improve their lives? Well, we talk a lot about, like, um, right now I have a vision board that I have out for us to start the new year of just like, okay, so here's where you are now. Where do you want to be? And let's make a roadmap or a plan to get there. So really working with my clients, it's saying, okay, well, you might be a teacher and maybe you want to open um, an Etsy shop to sell your artwork. So let's figure out how we can get there. Let's use the skills that you have now. Let's think about the skills that you need in this new role. And then let's make a, a timeline or kind of a blueprint of how to get there. So, you know, if you're thinking three months, six months, tomorrow, whatever it might be, let's really work to figure out the steps you need to get there. And whether it's just, I mean, sometimes I'm just there to listen and help. And other times I'm finding roles for people and sending them roles that can help them if they're trying to change jobs. Um, a lot of times we talk about networking and I think a lot of people were like social media and networking is so common, yes. but there are so many people who are in our network that can help us make that career change. So it's really, you know, allowing my clients to know that, you know what, you might be able to look online and someone knows somebody who knows somebody who can help you and introduce you and give that warm introduction for that new job that you want. So yeah. it's really just opening their eyes to how to get to where they want to be and make it efficient and as quickly as they would like. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. I definitely like that. So mm-hmm. how does that, does your um, coaching style, um, how does it fit into the title, um, second, second Act Success? How does mm-hmm. it fit into that, that title? Where's the correlation? Sure. So second act is what you want to do next. I'm really big on, you know, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation. It was you graduate from high school and then you choose what you want to do and you do it until you retire. And I feel like nowadays we and the generations after us can do all the things, check all the boxes. So I love like for me, I'm really happy that I was able to do my dream career and accomplish that. And now I get to own businesses and help other women. So I feel like it's like another dream job, if you will. (laughs) So I think we can all do that, you know, like why not check all the boxes of the things that we dreamed about when we were little and accomplish those things as adults so we don't have any regrets. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's really um, working towards that and knowing that you can do all of the things and that second act can be success um, in whatever way you see fit. Mm-hmm. It might be, I have some clients who just want to, re- you know, not work anymore. I want to retire. I'd like to volunteer and I'd like to paint. Well, okay, great. That's going to be an awesome second act. Let's see how you can afford to leave your job so that you can work on your art full time. You know, there's different second acts and it's as successful as you want it to be. So I have a podcast called Second Act Success, where we share inspiring stories of other women who have done it already, just to hope that, you know, they can inspire people listening that, oh, if she went from being a fashion executive to running a lactation consulting company, helping women breastfeed, like, how cool is that? Like, that's pretty (laughs) drastic. And it gives you a sense of, hey, someone else did it and I can too. I can find my Second Act Success. Awesome. That is so cool. So So what are some of the hurdles that you had to overcome before actually opening your business or starting it, should I say? Sure. So my first business I started when I left television was, um, or is, I still own it, is a um, children's STEM education company. So it's called Snapology here in New Jersey. And we teach kids Lego building, robotics, all about being engineers in STEM education. So for that, it was really, A, it was losing my income. That's like the biggest hurdle, you know, of like, okay, I'm leaving this steady paycheck. And now I'm, you know, essentially not making money until the business grows. So that was the biggest hurdle and, you know, having my husband be okay with it and just, you know, reinventing your life. But it was, it's that hustle that you spoke about too. Like it makes you say, okay, I'm going to make this work because it has to work. Yes. So that it's, you know, it's, it's hiring people before I was ready, before I had classes to teach children, I was hiring staff and I was talking to everyone in the community and doing free classes and free events. And then soon it became the class that parents wanted their kids in because they, the kids were having so much fun. Just today we have camps running all day long and it's, it's great that, you know, it's, it's grown this way. It's been over six years now. Um, So it was just a lot of hurdles of really hustling to get the message out there in a community that had no idea what this company is. And the company is a franchise. So it made it a little bit easier because I had the corporate headquarters to help me when needed but really, it was like, hey, you're out there in New Jersey. Like, here's the materials. Go and grow your business. <laughs> um, but I was able to do that. And then in opening Second Act Success, which is 
started as my podcast and then led into career coaching. That was a little bit easier in a sense that I knew how to start a business. So it was, but I had no support. This was me taking an idea and, and growing it on my own. So, you know, okay. making the website, you know, just starting the podcast, as you know, like yes. you don't really know what you're doing when you first start. So it's really that whole learning process. Is so true. much fun, <laughs> but like a constant hurdle, right? <laughs> Constantly a hurdle. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my goodness. That's before I was doing this. I had actually talked to people and I did a lot of mentoring. And after a while, I started getting into the whole thing of shooting a video of me actually talking to someone. And then I was like, okay, this could actually be something. I said, let me give it a try. Let me see what happens. And to date, so far, um, I received a, a message from Apple to actually start doing these interviews and they actually send people to me. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. So I'm I'm trying to actually build something out of it. It hasn't become what I would like for it to be just yet, but I'm still working on it. <laughs> You're <amazing>. so close. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? As soon as you, don't you feel like as soon as you accomplish whatever level, you're going to have more goals for yourself and you're going to say, okay, now I want to hit this this achievement. So that, that is true because I'm so, I'm goal oriented. And it's like, once I reach one goal, I actually can see myself looking to reach another goal. And it's just, it's just the, the go-getters mentality is what my grandmother used to call it. And that's something yep. I actually say to my children, you got to have that go-getters mentality. You got to get out there. You got to get it. And irregardless of what the pavement is like, what the um, lack of um, supplies is like, whatever it is that hurdle that you have to leap over, jump over, go through. You got to make sure that it happens and you can't let anything stop you. Doesn't matter what. <laughs> nope. No one's going to hand it to you. So mm -hmm. it's up to you. Yep. Not <laughs> <laughs> well, props to you. So exciting. <laughs> yep. I am excited about the whole thing. And um, one of the other things too, is that my wife and I, we are actually working on a, a our show. Um, it's called Perspective. So we actually want to get that off the ground as well. So we got a couple of projects that we're working on. I just want to make something happen that we can actually continue to do this from home as opposed to me having to go out and work and then come back home and then we're trying to do this. It's it's a roller coaster, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, like keep me posted. I'm excited to see what ha what evolves with with all of your shows. Most definitely. I mean, after this, <laughs> definitely make sure you have my website, my email address, everything. <laughs> Yay! How oh, exciting. So, in your journey, I know that because most of us have to go through this. So, in your journey, I know that there may be some people who you have come across and some of those people you have the most strongest connection that you could possibly get tell me what it's like to encounter that type of connection from a total complete stranger 
how do you deal with that? <laughs> like, like a connection, like you and I talking now, or yeah, it's funny because with my podcast, it's, I, I think the coolest thing about a podcast is this, what you and I are doing right now, like connecting and finding like correlations between our lives. And, and I have created such a friendship with um, someone who was a guest on my podcast and she lives in England uh-huh. and we talk every single day and we help each other with our businesses. And it's just so cool because I feel like she's such a part of my life and we've never met in person because we're on opposite it's just a very weird thing and we always say like how strange is this and we're planning on meeting up at podcast movement in the summer and it's going to be so incredible because I feel like we've both been able to help each other with our businesses and just to have that online connection um is so cool and and just knowing that like you and I can keep in touch and support each other down the road I've had several of those and you probably have too where I remember one day this other guest who was on my podcast just reached out and said, Hey, I'm going on an Instagram live and I'm a little nervous. Like you're so nice and commenting on my post all the time. Would you mind joining the Instagram live? And I was like, of course. And it's just cool to think that, you know, like liking someone's post or making a comment or connecting someone with someone else can do so much for someone. And the fact that, yeah. And this person like just noticed that I was making comments and supporting her. And she was like, can you come and be on my Instagram live? And I was like, of course. And, you know, we've just continued to be friends and support each other too. And it was, that's the coolest part about what we do, I think. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> that is right? so- have you had those kind of connections too? I actually have one guy, um, I forgot where he said he's from, but now when I go to different um social media pages that I have he's actually chiming in or he's actually commented or liked one of my posts on each social media site he's actually commented or he's actually been there but he told me and I had to prepare myself for this he said we are brothers now so (laughs) yes I was so I mean I'm, I'm so cool with it Especially, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like I'm profiling, but I I come from a mixed background and he's a Caucasian guy. And and here I am, part Native American, part African-American, and we click so cool, so tight. Like, he is really, really cool. I kid you not. He's one of the, and I actually interviewed him as well, too. So he's one of the people who I can honestly say I have that type of connection with is one of the coolest guys ever. He's a veteran. He's been in the military and we actually he actually told his story. Very touching, you know, story. And I'm I'm proud of the things that he's actually doing that he's doing with his podcast, you know, helping to reach out to other veterans and things of that nature. It is it is cool. He's actually started a foundation for it and everything. So it, it is really oh. nice definitely <laughs> wow so now you can support each other and like maybe one day you'll meet in person and how cool will that be let's let's just hope <laughs> yes yes because <laughs> that hope is definitely there no doubt <laughs> oh how wonderful so that's what that was one of the things that made me bring up that type of questioning and then when I was reading your story and I saw that you were one of the people who was 
close to your grandfather. My wife is close to her grandfather. I was close to my grandmother. And it's cool that we actually have that in common where you're close to your grandparents and your grandparents were also very supportive of mm-hmm. the things that you were doing as you were growing up. And oh my goodness, when I tell you how, when I'm doing a motivational speaking, talking to someone, it is so cool that when the person comes up to me and they're asking me questions and I can answer them from the heart. <clears throat> For a long time, I didn't know what that meant to answer from the heart. I was just being open, honest, and as a young child, because I started out at the age of 12, I was probably a bit um, disrespectful. I don't know, but I wasn't trying to be. I was just trying to be supportive of a person and trying to help them to do things in a different way. So now I look at it as an opportunity for me to use my creative writing style because I do spoken word. And as a poet, I love to talk about things that actually happen in real life. Only difference is I'm putting it in a creative way. So when you're looking at your problems and you're looking at them in a, on the downside, here I am with some creative writing and it may be talking about the downside, but it's in a different way. <laughs> it makes them look, yeah, that's so inspirational. Wow. So I'm looking forward to continuing that throughout the rest of my life. And now my daughter is actually doing something similar to that. <laughs> How old is she? 21. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And that's all because of you. Yep. Yep. She's your influence. Said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes you so happy, I'm sure. It does. It does. I am I am a bit ecstatic because I think that it's a uh, wonderful opportunity that I could even pass some information down that I have to my children. And I do. I pass it all to them. They always call me for any type of advice or anything. So I love it. <laughs> you two should collaborate. <laughs> right? We actually do sometimes. <laughs> I actually have an interview with my daughter. And I was basically explaining to her in that interview how to... um get her social media, get her platforms more interacting, more interesting. We actually talked about that. It's a pretty lengthy one, but <laughs> it's got like 35 views so far. <laughs> That's great. Oh, wow. I want to go check it out. How cool is that? <laughs> Definitely. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So how, how long have you and your husband been working together? We do not work together. We met at work. So we were both television producers and met at the TV Guide Network. Super random. It's no longer there. (laughs) It was in the TV Guide magazine, went into um, a channel. But we met there. And now he's still producing and supporting. Yeah. And then I just run my two businesses. But so he's a little hands off on the businesses, but he's there to help. He's my IT guy if I ever need any. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> I cool. keep telling him he has to edit some of my podcasts uh, to save me <laughs> some time. So we'll see one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he, maybe he'll get there. Just you know, yeah. you, you know from your own your own personal experiences when you run a business. This timing is sometimes 
it's a juggle. <laughs> you know, people say time is of the essence, but sometimes it's a juggle. <laughs> yes. And I, you know what? That's one of the reasons I never thought I would be an entrepreneur because I always remember my grandfather saying like, you don't ever have a day off. It's, and then here I am now with two businesses. And it's so true. Like you're constantly, there's constantly something to be done. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's yes. such a juggle, such a juggle. <laughs> So, I'm with you. <laughs> so how do you feel about um, running your businesses and your situation at home where you have to deal with the children, being a being a mom? How do you feel about having to toggle between the two? <laughs> you know what? It's it's funny because, and I'm sure you can relate. It's it's. I feel like my little one doesn't even know you know, what it was like when I was doing the commute. And even my old, my kids are seven and 10 now. Okay. So my oldest one remembers me commuting, but he was still really little. And when they say that I'm working too much, like right now I'm in my home office, I'm actually building another home office that's a little bit more private <laughs> um, because I feel like it's everyone's running in here. But they will say, oh, can you just come down? You know, we want to do this. And I just want to say, like, I did all of this so that I'm with you. If you want, you know, I'm not working as much as you think I am. I'm working, but I'm here. You're in the next room. So it's so much better than having mommy be in New York City commuting and not here. Yes. So it's a lot of like having them understand that I am working and I'm here. So if there's an emergency, you know, it just, I think it's hard for them to understand. I can't separate it. <laughs> so for Christmas, my husband got me a recording in progress um, door hanger. <laughs> <laughs> have it outside now to just be like okay leave. so now cool. I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep it up all the time I think just to get some privacy but yeah it's a balance but I think you know I'm able to take them to their sports and their my other son does theater like I'm able to be there and take them and do do the homework and you know it's it's that quality of life I think that I would never trade because it's just it's just so nice to be here and not be doing that commute I did for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I was doing a lot of performances back in Georgia and I would have to sometimes leave my performances because I was also going to college too. So I would have to leave my performances and go to school and sometimes vice versa, leave school and go do a performance. Now, by the time I finished, depending on what my performance was, by the time I finish, it's late. I have to get up with the children in the morning. Sometimes I'm walking them to school. Sometimes I drive them to school. And sometimes I'm up late, you know, just helping them with their homework and making sure that they're doing everything. Then I thought that it was okay. Let me change this, change something because the timing is, is not working for me. So I started homeschooling. So then I brought most of the business um, home where I can actually do some things at home. That way, when I do have to go out, it's not as long of a commute to try and go out. So being a poet, it's a busy and interesting life. A lot of people wouldn't imagine how much stuff I've done, how much I've actually gone through trying to be there for my children and trying to constantly work and bring in that additional income to make sure that they have a stable life. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't understand how much it takes to actually go through that. 
I remember I once can... my stepmom, she said, you can't be that busy. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Can you imagine how much money I'm missing right now just to come and visit? Can you imagine? Right. And she was like, she was like, yeah, but that's that's nothing. I'm just like, how is it that a person can just totally dismiss everything that you're doing because they want to see you for a hot second and then they're gone? Mm-mm. And I'm at I'm in her house and she's gone. So it's like, did you really want to see me or? <laughs> yeah. What is really going on with the time here? So I was like, okay, but sad to say, it's been a long time since I've been back to her house. It has been, mm-hmm. and it's not out of anger or any type of uh, dismay or anything like that. It's just I'm more focused now on what I need to do, not just for myself, but I want to be able to be at home. I want to be able to spend more time with my family, spend more time with my wife, and even do some traveling, you know, if if need be. Or if we have that opportunity, that window opens up, bam, let's go do some traveling. Right. But I just focusing more on us rather than to focus on the other people outside of us. What Absolutely. Can I say? <laughs> and you're doing it. You've got your priorities in check. And you were, I mean, I love that you decided to homeschool so that you could be around the kids more and make everything work. And yes. I hope that did work really well for you and that you were able to oh, juggle yes. things a little bit better. <laughs> or did it make it harder? No, it actually made it very well. But after they got older, because this was while they were very young, but once they got older, I was able to get them into the schools. And the great thing about them getting into the school, my daughter actually got into the STEM program because she was in a charter school. (laughs) So that was really cool. When I was looking at your story, I'm like, wow, my daughter was actually in the STEM program. And my daughter and my son were both able to go to the next grade as opposed to having to go to the grade that they had originally supposed to start on. So all of this became a plus, 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 plus. And to this day, I'm actually happy about that. You know, I'm very happy about that. And my daughter, which is the only daughter that I <laughs> biologically mm-hmm. have, and then my youngest son, those were the two that I actually got a chance to do most of the um, at-home schooling with and do a lot of different things with because they were the youngest and everybody else was long gone doing their Mm -hmm. own thing because they were adults so they started doing their own thing and I'm I'm proud of them it's my oldest son he drives trucks my second oldest son he's actually starting started a barber's business and my third he's still trying to find himself my fourth still trying to find himself. And then my daughter, she's um doing some work, but she's also trying to start her own nail tech business. And my 13-year-old, he's being a 13-year-old. Yes. <laughs> Let him stay 13 for a while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so. you're such a cool, inspirational father to them, I think. Just your creativity and your 
like going out and performing and your writing and your podcast it's pretty incredible thank you so so much and so far so good they've actually shown their appreciation they actually support my pages and the information that's on them and it's cool it's really really cool (laughs) it's a family affair (laughs) 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 so in all of your learnings and dealings with with the businesses and things of that nature what are your key takeaways from all of them it really is to follow your heart. And if something feels like it's hard, like whether it's a career transition or starting a business or anything, it will be hard, but then it will be rewarding at the end. So, and, and you and I just kind of touched upon that, right? Like everything yes. is hard and then you get through it and you're going to want to give yourself another challenge. Yes. So I think it's just to follow that path and you're going to love the challenge of, and it might be a lot of tough times and long late nights and hours, but then that cool, that feeling that you've accomplished it is like no other. Yes. And then you can feel that pride. You can be happier with your life. And then you'll never have those regrets that I think we all, we don't want to wake up at the end of our lives and have any regrets. So even if you try that business and it doesn't work and it fails, you tried it and you know. So just to follow your heart with whatever path that takes you towards. You got to, you got to follow your heart because I feel like your heart would never lead you in the wrong direction. It's about Mm -hmm. not um, second guessing yourself because a Mm -hmm. lot of times when we second guess ourselves, we end up taking away from the opportunity that was presented to us. And what better um, opportunity to say, darn, I regret this, <laughs> than to <laughs> go into that second guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's unfair. And I, and I talk about this when I'm um, coaching some of the people I talk about um, being fair to oneself. Um, the first law of nature is self-preservation. So once you think that, okay, now it's time for me to start focusing on my life, I think that once that question or that thought comes to to your mind, then I think that it's time for you to start looking at self-preservation first, because if you don't know self, then how do you know what you want to do? Mm. <laughs> True. Absolutely. And we're always going to second guess, right? That's just, like you said, it's human nature to just, and then you just have to take a step back mm-hmm. and, and, and breathe and then reassess, you know, like I'm sure you go through that a million times a day. I know I do where I'm like, there's too many things going on. Okay, let's go for a quick walk. Let's just go to the bathroom, whatever it is. And you come back and then you are, are refreshed Yes. because otherwise, yeah, there's all that doubt. <laughs> it's like resetting yourself in order to yeah. be able to move forward in your life. You know, sometimes you have to, like I, I teach my um, children. I also teach people that I'm talking to there's a difference in taking a step back and going backwards. You know, when you're going yes. backwards, you're actually going downhill. But when you take a step back, you're looking back at the past, the things that you've done, the things that you've learned from it, the lessons you've gotten from it. And now you're stepping back into where you are so that you can pass that message 
or pass that information or teach somebody else something that you learn from so that they're not going down the same path. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, that's such a great way to look at it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I agree. <laughs> it's just different, different things, different scenarios that I've encountered in my life. And I feel like it's important that people at least get the opportunity to hear what other people have done, see what they've done, actually get a chance to experience some of the things that other people have done so that you can finally make an assessment and say, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what mm -hmm. I want to do. And this is where my passion is. So when you're passionate about it, you're going to go for it full force. <laughs> yep. It lights that fire. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. So, as you were growing up, what was the initial spark in your life that made you never want to go backwards again? Oh, I just knew from a very, very young age that I wanted to go to Hollywood and work in TV. I just knew from when I was little. And I think it was second grade that my mom took one of those old planters containers of like cheese balls or whatever it was. And we, um, I still have it. We wrapped it in foil and I put stickers on it and I wrote California Bank. And my dad cut a little hole on the top. And every time I got money from birthdays or chores, it would go in there. So that was second grade, they told me. And I mean, it was just, that was my path. So, I mean, I didn't want to go to college. I only wanted to go to California and my parents hadn't gone. Um, like I said, no one had gone in my family and they said, well, we want you to go. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, okay, I'll go and be a either communications or, or theater major. That was our like agreement. And sure enough, I did that. And then I, you know, I ended up getting there. So it was just like that was my spark it was just whatever television show I was watching at the time right. I was just such a tv kid and um yeah and it just never went away nothing deterred it <laughs> that is awesome that is so awesome <laughs> yeah so awesome. So when people say tv is bad I always say well I learned everything I know from television <laughs> like 80s 90s sitcoms so I don't know if that's good or bad but <laughs> <laughs> I put it like this there's always a message in the things that we do throughout our lives. Do we take the time out to find out what that message is that's being conveyed to us? Or do we just dismiss the message and wait for something else to come along and give us that same message? And now we're paying attention. Is it too late? Or do we still have time to continue our journey throughout our lives, finally learning the message that we needed to learn a long time ago? Mm, that gives you chills right to think about that like you got to pay attention to those signs those messages yes it does mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely got to pay attention to those messages because without yeah. that we are just stagnant and i yes. stagnant. <laughs> me too i'm like we are not stuck in where we are like keep keep it moving <laughs> so give us some of your key takeaways for lifelong lessons lifelong lessons is like you said to listen to that message and not let anyone deter you know deter you because it's so easy to just oh okay well I guess I'll just go do this because it's easier mm -hmm. so I always think like it don't necessarily take that easy path and and work towards it 
again, it goes back to the not having regrets, right? Like there could be something that you want to do and it seems so crazy. Well, I want you to be that crazy person who tries and, and, and to get there. Um, and chances are you can. And if not, then you know you tried. And and that's really the, the big takeaway is, you know, you could be in this one, you took that degree that your family wanted you to get and you checked all the boxes of what you were supposed to do. And now you're, you know, 40 years old and you're sitting here thinking, okay, well, I always wanted to play the guitar and I never really got a chance. Well, go and do it. You can do it. And you can find a way to fit that into your current lifestyle. I'm not saying let your kids go hungry, but you can find a way to do all of those things. It's just a matter of of mindset and really planning it out and making it happen. You've got to. You've got to make it. Because there's nothing better than to see the rewards that you are reaping while you're continuing that journey it's nothing yeah. but <laughs> and our kids see it you know like you said like our kids are seeing that hey we don't have to just do one thing you know we can do this and we can do that and that's pretty cool so our kids are going to grow up and know that they don't just have to pick one career and stay with it until they graduate right like they can try all the things they can be in a band they can have an office job whatever they want that's true. um that's... and that you don't have to be stuck you know <laughs> That is so true. That is so true. So please, by all means, tell us where we can find your information, what social media sites, what websites, where can we find you? Sure. So Second Act Success is is everything, really. So secondactsuccess.co is my website. And on there, you'll have access to the podcast episodes, to my coaching. I have a course coming out. It actually runs throughout the year. It's called the Second Act Accelerator. It's a six-week quick course that you can take to help you get that roadmap to your second act. Um, and then the podcast is Second Act Success. You'll see that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. And I'm on Instagram at Snap. Oh, I'm sorry going to give you my other businesses um it is um at second act success and then on facebook it's at second act success.co okay awesome but everything's on the website so yes yes indeed and i am so looking forward to an opportunity to actually get to see some of those things um, i was actually going on your website and i was reading about some of the things that you do and more power more power to you i love the fact that you're reaching out to women and helping them to better themselves i think that it's a awesome job and i can see from the pictures i, I like the way you put your website together too so that's oh, thank awesome. you <laughs> and i i love the way the pictures showing the unison how some a couple of the women were actually came together one was typing on the computer and the other one was writing the information down. So a lot of people may not see that as unity, but if you look at it, they're too close together not to be working together. <laughs> so, yeah, <you> know, <laughs> exactly. Working together and you're implementing that on your website. That is totally awesome. I love it. Um, Thank you. So as far as your, your website goes, what are... Um, a few of the main things that you would like for people to check out first on your website? Well, as soon as you go to secondactsuccess.co, you'll see a banner at the top, which is join the newsletter. And that's really the best thing to do because there you'll get 
links to the recent podcast episodes. You'll get any career advice and tips that I'm giving out for the week. Um, anything that, you know, really is new in my world will be in that newsletter. So that's a great thing. I also have a vision board that I mentioned earlier that you can get to as a free download for joining the newsletter and you'll get that sent to you too, which is a nice resource for the new year. Awesome. 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 I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to go ahead and get this um, show on the road because I actually have some others to come up. You have been wonderful. And I truly, truly appreciate everything that you are doing because I feel like it also helps the men to understand that we need to jump on board. We really need to jump on board with the women's empowerment. Don't be so macho that you can't understand that women have rights. Women are not um, your lower half, but they are your better half. They're your equal. And one of the things that I always share too is it's important to understand that women are the other half of your heart. As long as you two are together and you have that strong bond, this is you, this is her. And the only time that the woman and the man are different is when the situation is different. If it's a situation where she's more dominant, let her do what she needs to do because it's not just for her, it's for you too. If he's more Mm -hmm. dominant, let him do what he needs to do because it's not just for him, it's for you too. You see how we constantly keep coming together as long as we work together. Stay strong and stay peaceful and stay humble. It's always going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for the for the men out there too, it's, if, a, if your wife or your partner wants to pursue something new, it's not taking away from you or your relationship or the family. It's adding to it. And right. I think the more men can be supportive of, a little side hustle or trying something new or a new creative passion like that just makes the family whole and and what you were saying so yeah. much stronger <laughs> yes indeed yes indeed <laughs> thank you so much miss shannon russell it has been a pleasure it has been an awesome experience i love it thank you so much for being a part of ytp entertainment you are a blessing to us hopefully we can be a blessing to you And I look forward to more opportunities. I will be sharing my information with you. I did not forget. (laughs) No, we will. Definitely. I will be following and following along. And thank you for this lovely conversation. It's been so nice, Yellow. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. I enjoy this. Thank you so much. Peace and blessings. Boy YTP and I am signing off.